When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Riley and Robbie Hyde. Welcome back to the Barreled Up podcast live on YouTube. Welcome in a special recording. I know I say that all the time and you're like, well, guys, you record this thing all the time. We don't always, number one. Uh, and number two, this isn't going to last forever. These these live things where we are always, eventually, you're going to have to, you're really going to have to start going to the podcast. Those of you watching live on YouTube. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast now because there will be a, I mean, me and Robbie, we're just getting started as host and co-host and co-host and host. So we want to push this thing out, but you're going to have to get the podcast queued up. So make sure to subscribe there. Welcome in, Robbie. We have a, we actually have, it's not just news. It's interesting news. It's interesting yep. signings that have happened today. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing good. I literally just got done with my show. I had to rush on over here and, uh, but I'm all for it, man. I'm all for the news. It's nice to have yeah. some news and to and to kind of bite into something a little bit, right. right? We love the dominoes as well, except the minus the signings. So, right. The, the last 24 hours kind of made me feel like it was December again. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. And maybe, yeah. maybe I'm blowing the Mariners, Blake Snell trading a pitcher thing out of proportion, but it's that whole thing is fascinating to me because there's so many levels to it. That yeah, was yesterday. On it today. Yeah. yeah. That was a big one yesterday. And today the Jock Peterson signing R.I.P. Any Blue Jay fans that had hopes on that? That was a big one, Robertson. We're gonna we're gonna lead off with those two topics with Jock and with Dave Robertson. Those that are uh, listening, we had Jock Peterson signing on with the Arizona Diamondbacks. This sets up the domino effect of what happens to J.D. Martinez now because we thought that J.D. was a perfect fit for Arizona, and he really was. Uh, but they go with Jock Peterson. And we had started to get rumblings over the last two days, three days. Maybe if you're out West, you've probably been hearing this for weeks, but it's it finally made its way East uh, where Jack Peterson wanted to stay on the West coast. So any hopes of the Toronto blue Jays or anybody else that was looking for some lefty pop, it was kind of those hopes were dead uh, a couple of days ago. And now we see him go to Arizona I want to get your thoughts on this. We had uh, MLB Network said something about how J.D. Martinez could still end up in Arizona. I don't see how. how uh, let's that. yeah, right, let's start with with that. Um, I, I'm going to let you go first. Then I'm going to give my thoughts from a Blue Jays fan perspective because not all Blue Jay fans wanted Jock Peterson, but I thought it would make sense. 
You go first. Your thoughts on Jock to the Diamondbacks. Then I'll give my thoughts. Then we'll move on to Robertson. I mean, honestly, like I'm looking at this whole Diamondbacks offseason. It's so underrated, in my opinion. They've had a really yeah. good offseason now. Mm-hmm. Like now you got your bat, right? You can play a little outfield, but you're looking more at the DH spot. And one mm-hmm. thing I like about that is when it came to the Diamondbacks last year with their left-handed hitting, they only ranked 20th in WRC plus. And Jacques Peterson is known for being a bopper. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that helps him out there. It gives him a strong lefty bat. You've already had a Eugenio Suarez here. Uh, you got one year under their belts with Corbin Carroll and Gabriel Moreno, Alec Thomas as well, Gary Out Jr. They brought back. Yeah. I really like the way their lineup is looking. It looks nice, balanced. Yep. They got some more pop there. I like it. Uh, and, you know, Peterson, I just never thought for the Diamondbacks because I think I was so laser focused on the Blue Jays because. Right. When I think left-handed bat, I was thinking Blue Jays, right? And, you know, we didn't hear a lot of jock with the Diamondbacks, but it makes sense. He's always been a guy that likes to stay out West. I like it a lot. And overall, I just like what the Diamondbacks have done this offseason. You got a bat, a couple of bats. Yep. Starting pitcher, Eduardo Rodriguez. I mean, this is an A of an offseason, if you ask me, coming off a World Series. I was just going to say that. The the Diamondbacks, This, if there was any doubt, this locks it in. Diamondbacks offseason gets an A. They, you see what the, we see what the Dodgers are doing, right? And how they are just going to try to run away with that division and separate themselves from the field. And the Diamondbacks have said, oh, no, 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 hold on, because you're not going to get over on us. We're going to go out and get, we're going to get these bats. We're going to bring Gurriel back. We're going to trade for Eugenio Suarez. We're going to bring in Jack Peterson. We're going to bring in Eduardo Rodriguez. Look, um, great job by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. From a Blue Jays fan perspective, I think a lot of Jays fans are going to really, I mean, again, Blue Jay fans, I think the majority of them, I was in the minority that was okay with Jock Peterson. I think most Jays fans have their sights set a little bit higher, understandably mm-hmm. so. J.D. Martinez, Jorge Soler, Cody, maybe there's still some out there hoping for Cody Bellinger, but it just seems like financially, Everything we have heard from this Blue Jays front office would lead you to believe that they don't have the money for any of those three or Justin, maybe Justin Turner. If Justin Turner takes a $10 million deal for one year and that would be foolish for him. I don't think he wants to do that because he could have had that with Boston. So he entered the free agent market, hoping to get another year on the table or more money. So the Toronto Blue Jays are in a spot where Jock Peterson fit so perfectly from a financial perspective, from what he brought to the table. And now you move on and I don't guys, Blue Jay fans. I don't know what to tell you. Like I, I really, everyone's on the Jorge Soler bandwagon. I don't see them giving Jorge Soler 15 million bucks a year for three years or even two years with an option, yeah. right? Like he's obviously not going to get the Teoscar Hernandez, $20 million. I don't think that happens. But I don't see the Blue Jays locking this in. I wish I did. I would feel maybe, I would feel a lot different because maybe this Jock Peterson moves pushes them in that direction. That's maybe the hope. If the yeah. Jays had really liked Jock Peterson, now he's off the table. Maybe it pushes them in that direction. And they say, okay, well, he was our guy. He's not an option anymore. We have to, we have to find. 10 million more bucks to go get Jorge Soler or JD Martinez. I mean, this 
from my own personal perspective, kind of bums me out because I wanted Jock Peterson to be a Toronto yeah, Blue Jay. But yeah. it's not going to happen. Congratulations, Arizona Diamondbacks. No ill will. I love this move for you. I think that is going to pay off. You need a guy. Think about Jock Peterson in a round of the playoffs going up against the Dodgers. How fueled he's going to be in a D-backs uniform going up against his old team. He's already pumped up for October. Let's yep. uh, let's let's move on. Let's talk about the Rangers because well, I, was, I just wanted to I just want to throw one more thing in there, yeah. and, and maybe the Blue Jays were going after him like pretty hard, right? I think they were. I think they were. And you know, I'm sure they were probably very well in on him. It could have just been a situation where maybe they want to go to Canada. I don't know. They just wanted to stay out west. That so, was yep. I think the West Coast thing really was strong. I think that's I, what he he's always to say. been. A, you know, yeah, he's been to the Braves, the Cubs, right? But he, he's for the majority of his career, he's mm-hmm. been out west. So yep. I think that could have been a big thing. And hey, you know what? For the Blue Jays, you know, for me, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting, right? It's Ballinger would be great, right? Yep. It would it'd be perfect. But I don't know. It's too much. I, money, I don't know what to think of the concerns. Blue Jays. I really don't. I Can really I tell you what I've what, I tell you what I start what I've started to think could be in play? The longer this free agency goes and this player remains on the market, I actually think there's a chance. I'm going to say it. It's crazy. It's stupid. It's a hot take. I think Chapman might end up coming back, hmm. and on a on a short term deal, even more. Two hot takes back to back for you. I know it's not a Scott Boris thing. But this offseason for Matt Chapman has sucked. And I saw it coming from a mile away that Matt Chapman was going to have a difficult time with that bat the way it was, having a draft pick compensation attached to him. Look, if you go back to Toronto for one year and you then lose that draft pick comp, you're a free agent next year, just one year older. You can still command your three or four years, however much he's been asking for. You have a chance to bounce back with your bat, your glove, and your arm. Your defense is still going to be solid. It kind of makes sense for Chapman and Boris to try to work out a little sweetheart deal, one-year deal. Go back to the Blue Jays, $20 bucks. Let's get it done. And yeah. then we'll we'll do one more we'll we'll go around one more time together. Yeah, it, I th- I think a lot too. I really think these teams. I don't know. Can you ever figure out Scott Boris? But it almost feels right. like they have kind of they've they know what's happening here, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they're waiting these guys out. That's how yeah. I think because it's like I feel like a lot of these teams. I don't know, man. Like the Cubs, yeah, it'd be great to have Bellinger, but. Could they just move on without him? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, it would kind of stink to mm-hmm. lose him. But, I mean, I don't know. Are they, are, are they going to be heartbroken? Well, I, they'd be negotiating against themselves at this point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Who else like, is it, in on him? Right? Like, I'm saying. I, want, I want $200 million for seven years. Okay, yeah. we're not going to give you that. And there's nobody else that you're talking to. So, yeah. no, we are not going to negotiate All against of, ourselves. When you, when you really think about these free agents, there is – there's like there's flaws with all of them. Right? Yes, the big ones. Yes. They're, they're flaws, right? Mm-hmm. Bellinger, great bounce back year, but the three years prior, some right. of the advanced numbers were a little low. I think he's going to be fine, but still, people are bringing that up and they're going to use that as leverage. Chabin, that went completely sideways mm-hmm. last year after a hot start. Mm-hmm. Snell, 
injury problems, walks mm-hmm. a lot of guys, inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. It, who and all these guys are in their 30s, and historically, yeah. these deals don't work out. And you know, in the, at least in the latter half, right? So it's like, uh, you know, Montgomery. I, I actually think you could make the argument that Montgomery is probably the most stable guy you could pick up. But yeah. he's not like the thing against him is he's not really like a game changer. He's a he's a good piece to add, right? Yeah. He's going to be a guy that gives you innings, throws a lot of strikes. He's going to be a good piece in your rotation. But he's not a game changer. Snell's mm-hmm. a game changer, but mm-hmm. has a lot of flaws. Yep. That's I think I think Boris. That's why he's waiting, and he's waiting for a team to get desperate. And I think a team they're going to be like, all right, well, okay, well, have fun, have fun waiting. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. I, I I really think there's there's a chance that right this may be the one time where Boris screwed up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like Zach, uh, Zach G in the chat, he says Mon- Monty was a game changer last year. Yes, it, it was. The reason he was a game changer is because he provided stability for the Rangers rotation, right? And that's what I mean. He's gonna he'll provide stability, right? But I'm not. He's not like someone you're gonna be paying two hundred million dollars for. Right. But he's not someone you're going to like. He's not going to be your ace. Right. He's going to be a two, three. That's what I mean. Yes. He helped out the Rangers last year, of course, yep. but the, he was there to help get them to the playoffs. And then also he, he stepped up in the playoffs for them, too. So I'm more mean it for for the next three to five years. Right. Don't you think that if you could do it over? Look, I'm just I'm thinking about like if I was an agent and I'm not. So take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt, right? Um, I don't want my guys, my aging free agents that have flaws to be the last pieces standing. I want to get those deals done before Imanaga, Giolito, Stroman, uh, Nola. I want to get these deals done because as those deals happen, those teams come off the board for my guys. So what he did last year was a stroke of genius, putting a time frame on it. And this is the old salesperson in me too, saying I need to put a deadline on it. If I want to get my deal done and I want to get, um, I want to get my price. I'm putting a deadline on this player, on this product, and otherwise, right? Like I, 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 the market can run me. I want to run the market. Mm-hmm. I think maybe there was a, I don't know. We, we, we could, we could talk for hours about that. Let's get to the, <laughs> let's get to the other big piece of news or big signing from today. Big, we use the, the, the term loosely there, but David Robertson is going to the Texas Rangers. And this is interesting because the Rangers have been linked to Jordan Montgomery. Wondering if Montgomery is going to get a deal done with them. We've been eyeing the Texas Rangers RSN situation. Uh, We know that they needed bullpen help in a major way. And look, if the Rangers are unable to spend big money on that starting pitching, the next best thing they can do is make sure that bullpen is as good as it could possibly be. So I like this deal. I like David Robertson to the Rangers. They need another one like this. But this is a good first step. Your thoughts on Robertson to the Rangers? Yeah, I, what I like about it is when you look at the Rangers bullpen last year, everyone was joking about that bullpen last year, even after mm-hmm. they got Chapman blowing games. What I like about this is it's a veteran guy 
who brings a different edge, right? He brings that, hey, I've been here. I've done it. Mm-hmm. Right? You can count on me, right? That's what I think they needed. I think they needed someone like Chapman, veteran guy, but yeah. it gives you a heart attack, right? Robertson is a guy I think is more Mr. Steady Eddie, right? He's, he's going to be that guy you can count on to give the ball. Sure, he'll have a, he'll have a couple hiccups here and there, but uh, he made a lot of improvements last year. He got the walks down last year. And hey, I, I, I like the move. Uh, I'm more interested yeah. in what it what could be next for the Rangers, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, great move for the Rangers. Let's talk about what's next. Let's talk about we're going to talk about Montgomery. We're going to talk about Snell. We're going to start with Montgomery because that ties in perfectly with the Rangers. And then we're going to talk about Snell because that's very interesting and, and the Mariners situation and, and what the dominoes that could fall with Blake Snell. Um, Montgomery, we are starting to hear some chatter that maybe the Red Sox actually have a chance here. Uh, the Rangers, is this the beginning of them finally spending some money? I think that Jordan Montgomery makes perfect sense for both teams. So it's got to get Montgomery's in a great spot because both teams need him and both teams in theory should have the money for him. Which way do you think this is going to go? Where's Monty going to end up, Robbie? Well, I think the Rangers have the money for Montgomery this year, but we yeah, don't yeah. know what forward. what's the deal for the next few years. Maybe there is an answer already behind the scenes that we just don't know. Um, right. I'm looking at, the Rangers activity this offseason. I'm looking at the trends. Everyone, you know, I'm not trying to bring the Red Sox bias into it, but everyone's talking about the Red Sox. Oh, one year, two year deals, whatever. Well, the Rangers have been doing the same thing, right? They just won a World Series and but you know, they're not really making any any big splashes, right? They're making solid signings, uh, lower cost signings. Mainly, they brought in a two year deal, and that you know, a one year deal with Robertson. So, it's interesting. It, it could mean mm-hmm. a few different things, right? It could mean that okay, they're they are spending money, so that could be a sign. But they're very limited deals, and Mailey is not really expensive, even over the two years. So does it mean they're willing to spend money and they're maybe just making these smaller moves and they're going to be good to go? Or is it suggesting that really they are looking at the next year or two and thinking like, we can't, we can't go crazy right. with any of these, you know, long-term deals. Cause we just don't know. Mm-hmm. They, I think they are fine for this year and that's why you're seeing these one year deals. Right. And, but what, what happens next? You know, what, what happens after, 24 you know 25 26 i don't know it's very interesting and i I wish there were more answers on it i wish there was some more clarity i i actually wish i could speak to someone that has knowledge of this stuff i would i think that would be a great conversation to have right with someone like someone that works for bally or something or whatever just that can give you an idea of like what's going on there Mm -hmm. um it's hard to say because you just don't know and i don't and i wonder if the rangers know that yeah. if they don't know, are they willing to do a five-year deal? Now, I have floated this. Yeah. I wonder, this very unlikely, in my opinion, I'd give it like a 1%, 2% chance. What if they did like a one-year deal for Montgomery? Did like a handshake agreement behind doors? Hey, we're, we're one-year deal. We'll figure it out next year. Probably doesn't happen. I'm just saying, like he did, lo- he loved it there. He wants to go back. That reportedly, mm-hmm. that is his number one team. Would he do something like that? 
I don't know. I would think he probably would want some long-term security. Right. Maybe that's what the Rangers are. Who knows? Maybe that's something they've presented. Maybe that's something they've talked about. Hey, we can do a short-term deal and we can figure it out. Yeah. You know, once we have figured out our situation, but I don't know, man. It's, it's it seems uh, like the this is, this is, a, this is there. There's, there is a weakness in the, uh, in in the Rangers and and the Red Sox can take advantage of that, and if if Jordan Montgomery then it is like I'm not going to get my money. I, this is where I want to be, but I'm not going to get my money. And I mean, part of the thinking too is what's the players' union going to like? Is the players' union going to be okay with him doing something that maybe sabotages the market just yeah. because he wants to go to Texas? He may not get the okay for that. So I mean, again, not not that that's the end all be all, but like, I don't. I think that sometimes comes into play. So I feel like Jordan Montgomery. There's there's the Rangers have a weakness right now. It is the the RSN situation. Boston. If anyone see, I almost feel like. Do we even know? Here's a question: Do we even know if there's an offer on the table from the Rangers? I don't know if we know that. Uh, and yeah. the Boston Red Sox. There, there, there is chatter out there that the Red Sox and Montgomery are t- have have been talking. So, yeah, yeah I've been told it, that personally. There yeah, may yeah, be. I, I have been told that there could be an there could be an actual offer on the table from the Red Sox, and the Rangers are saying we want to have you back, but we cannot put anything in writing in front of you yet. And he may eventually say, "Look, guys, I got to be able to get to spring training if I want to have a successful 2024 season. I, I can't sit around and wait, guys. I, I have to go." I gotta, I gotta work with the pitcher coach. I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do. I gotta get my innings in. I gotta get my reps in. So there's a, there's definitely a weakness that the Red Sox may be able to benefit in. And there's, you know, article today, uh, fan side of talking about Jordan Montgomery's family ties finally give the Red Sox an in. I know you've been bringing that up for some time now. You know, oh, like are, I've been all over it. Like, right. It's like, it's so obvious. Like, right. it's like, so I well, remember, actually, remember Swanson last year. Swanson yeah. went to Chicago. Swanson, That's, I can't remember if it was his girlfriend I, or her wife. That to a buddy of mine. I was like, listen, you know, his wife was in Chicago. You know, yep. It's not the same thing. Different, there's different implications there, but still pretty much same thing. Right. Um, I looked into the whole, like, she, uh, his wife is going to dermatology or she, uh, she's doing her dermatology school residency at Harvard. Mm-hmm. And that's a three year thing. And there's also been some talk out there that she's also, um, working with the Boston hospital and, and stuff like that. And so uh, to me, I don't know. Like, I think if you, I, I think I read this right. If you get a, if you get a year done, you can transfer, I guess. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm not an expert on this stuff, but if you're at Harvard, I mean, that sounds pretty good. If you ask right. me, why would you want to leave? Right. Um, sounds like a pretty good opportunity if you're at Harvard. So I think, like, it makes so much sense stuff. for the Red Sox. It's it's real life stuff. Real life stuff comes into play. Yeah. And yeah. if the same dollars are on the table and the same years are on the table or similar years and similar dollars and all of the real life decisions are pulling you in one direction, this happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, we'll see what happens with, with Jordan Montgomery. It will I'll be say, I'll say this. Yeah. I'll say this. I will... if. If something comes out, let's say he goes back to the Rangers for like a very team friendly structured deal or w- something, right? Let's say he goes yeah. back to the Rangers. It's like whatever. I don't know 
maybe he goes back like they do like a three-year deal or something. Mm-hmm. I will lose it if the Red Sox lose out on some kind of an offer like that because they weren't willing to go the years. They yeah. if they don't, I will say this right now. If the Red Sox have an opportunity to get Jordan Montgomery and they have a good opportunity to do it, but they don't do it because of years or something, yeah. I will flip out and they will be the biggest idiots on the planet. Like I will I will lose I my want mind. The, I, we, we gotta have a rant. A rant live I will stream. Have a rant. Live I stream swear. the whole thing is just a rant. Don't break it down. Don't don't do anything for the rant. <laughs> just 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 I complain. Swear. Be irate for a half an yeah. hour. I, but listen, it, well, here's I'll, I'll be a little more clear. Like if let's say the Red Sox, let, let's say they offer like four and the Rangers, they go five or six and OK, fine. Right. No, okay. but if they get outbid, like, right. Stupidly. Right. If they get outbid stupidly. I want I want the rant stream. Do oh, it. my God. I will lose it. I will Do probably it. take a break from you. And I want and I want and I want a new picture of Robbie. We have the the, the regular pictures of Robbie that we see on the thumbnails a lot. And it's, you know, the, you have the pleasant look. I want a pissed off Robbie look on that thumbnail. Just, That's what it, I want. It just makes so much sense. I'm not I'm sorry to bring the bias into this. I know I cover all the teams, but like whatever. The Red Sox are, are they're in the news this offseason. This is what I was afraid of, Jim, you yeah. know. This is what I was afraid of when it came to Red Sox in the offseason. Yeah. This, this was what I didn't want it to be. But like when they're in the news, I got to talk about a team that's in the well, news. And unfortunately, you, I do yep. know more about my Red Sox. So you've got you've got a situation. I got to deal with it, too. Uh, you know, I get accused of being a, a Blue Jays homer. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we had the Otani thing. So I mean, what are you going to do? Right. You know? If it, I would have done to to anybody that, you know, look wants to say what they want to say. If Otani was on a flight to Florida because it seemed like he was going to sign with the Miami Marlins, I would have done the same damn thing. So just know that. Um, it is it, The Blue Jays are in the news. We roll with what's in the news. I will say this. As a Blue Jays fan, the Red Sox are my rival. I want my Blue Jays to beat the Red Sox every day. But when I think about from a baseball perspective and I look at all 30 teams as my kids, that's how I that's how I look at this. Okay. Um, I would love for the Red Sox to get Jordan Montgomery. Uh, the Blue Jay fan to me would hate it. But from a Red Sox perspective, thinking about my Red Sox fans that yeah. support and follow the channel, for them, I would be elated for them. And I would be pissed off for them, like you said, if they lose out because they tried to lowball Jordan Montgomery on years or dollars. I I'll I'll do a rant stream. I would like they will just have that people will be coming onto YouTube looking for like good quality Jordan Montgomery Rangers content, and you and me would just be pissed off for, for the Red Sox. Could, um, you, could you imagine this? I see in the chat from Ray Pereira he says Red Sox and Nationals are my guesses. Do you remember when we've talked about the Nationals? Like, I've been talking about making them. a weird been, I, I think the, 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 the Nats are, are like a sneaky team to do something out of nowhere. I don't think it would be could a Jordan Montgomery thing. If, Dude, they, if they didn't like, have that, if they didn't have that Patrick Corbin contract, I, I think I think they would be in on Snell. And then there's if, been the selling of the team, so like yep. it's a little, it's a little weird, but it's but they're close. They're next year, they're next close, year, man. Next year they will get. Next year, book it right now, J- January 25th. I'm saying right now, next off season, the Washington Nationals will snag one of the best starting pitchers that are available. Maybe it's a Corbin, maybe it's a Corbin Burns. Look, they know what the formula is. They Mm -hmm. ran it a couple of years ago. They know they need to have great pitching. They're going to build up with Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray and Kate Cavalli and all the other guys that they're building up there. 
they are going to add the impact arm via free agency. They don't want to trade for it, but they'll go out there and they'll sign Walker Bueller or Corbin Burns or somebody like that. Yep. Book it. The, the Nats will do something uh, next offseason and uh, something Sick. big that nobody sees coming. Um, speaking of something nobody saw coming, Blake Snell uh, and this Mariners thing, we're still talking about trading pitchers for the Seattle Mariners. I thought we were done with that after the Robbie Ray deal, but apparently, according to Jim Bowden, there is a chance that the Seattle Mariners, well, no, not a chance, but that they are still taking trade offers on their starting pitchers because if they want to improve their lineup, they can't do it via free agency. They're going to trade one of their arms for a bat and then go sign Blake Snell. That's the the, the whole, all these intricate pieces kind of line up to Blake Snell on the Mariners and one of their pitchers traded again. Uh, I, I think it's fascinating. I love it from the perspective of where my mind can go because there's three different players. Think about it. I, I did a video earlier today on it, and literally half the league, uh, you can make sense and find a trade for one of those three guys, which is great for Seattle because there should be, a, if that's out there, they, they should have a flood of offers on the table. Yeah. Do you, is, let me ask you this. Is this a, do you believe this is real or do you believe I'm going to give you maybe a different question. Do you believe this is real or do you believe this is leverage is Scott Boris because he can't get a market going for Blake Snell is Scott Boris putting something out there, you know, putting something in the wind to get us uh, all talking about Blake Snell in Seattle. So that way, whoever uh, Blake Snell has been talking to lately, maybe the angels uh, gets their offer up because this does seem kind of crazy. But I love it. It's fascinating to me. Do you think that what what percentage chance do you put this scenario actually playing out? One of their well, pitchers traded Snell on the Mariners. What do you think? Well, the, the one thing I think about is uh, Jared Carabas on uh, the Baseball Isn't Dead podcast or Baseball Is Dead. Sorry, I don't know how I got that wrong. Um, but uh, as well as the Name Redacted podcast, he has said couple of times that he he has personally heard from people and he knows people out there right agents mm -hmm. stuff like that definitely does that, uh, that it's out there right and it it is something out there yeah now i think you could also have you know you asked me do you think this is leverage do you think this is this could be real i think it could be both right you mm -hmm. you could have some real interest there but yeah hey that that could also be used as leverage right so yep i wonder because listen, when you think about it on paper, right? You know, if you're playing MLB the show, for me, preferably MVP baseball. Um, if I'm on the trade machine doing stuff, trying to fix up my team, if I'm playing the game, I've already signed Blake Snell last week and I've traded one of these young guys for a bat, yeah. right? Even if it's like someone like a Jorge Polanco that can play second base, you know, to help my lineup just a little bit more, right? I'm doing that last week. Mm -hmm. Right. It just makes a lot of sense because, and you know, you, and you don't necessarily need to have a lefty in your rotation, but I feel like mixing it up righty yeah. lefty, you know, helps in my opinion, gets throw some different angles in there. Um, you know, I, I think it, it, the guy wants to go there. It's like, it's like one thing if it's, if, if a guy like, like Joey Gallo, right. Wanted to go to, you know, wherever, 
the Braves, and they just said, no, no thanks. Yeah. Right? That's Joey Gallo. But right. if it's the guy that just won a freaking Cy Young, and he wants to go there, freaking sign him. It's like, I, I know I get all, you know, I get into my stats, I get into the analytics and whatever, but I also have a, a another side too where I just try to keep it simple. It's like, mm-hmm. just go get the guy if he wants to go there. That's just crazy to me. If like a guy that is pretty good, I think he's going to be pretty solid over the next few years. Maybe mm-hmm. the stuff dips a little bit, you know, maybe when he's like 34, 35, maybe. But dude, like you're trying to win, go for it. You know, yeah. and then you could go use Brian Mi- or Brian Wu or Bryce Miller. Get someone like, oh my god! It's like, well, you know, I think they would have to. What's what was fascinating to me? The thought that I had when I looked at the rotation for Seattle is if if they trade somebody, I feel like it's Luis Castillo. It's interesting, and, and it's because of the money. So Luis Castillo's got Luis Castillo got paid right, and. Mm if you are going to be bringing in Blake Snell as part two of whatever you're doing, you're going to be paying Blake Snell. So if you could do it perfectly, and I think there are still teams that would line up for Luis Castillo. You have years of control, cheap control with Gilbert and Kirby. Castillo's got the money. Would you Mm -hmm. trade Gilbert or Kirby? Keep Castillo. You got his salary on payroll. You throw Snell's salary on the payroll kind of feels like if you're going to pick somebody's Castillo and it was thrown out there that Castillo could be a player that they traded. It was about a month ago from the Seattle Mariners beat writer. His name is escaping me right now, but it was thrown out there that the Mariners may be forced to deal a starting pitcher. And he, he, he mentioned by name, Luis Castillo. And I, if you're going to deal somebody out of those three, I would think you would choose Castillo because of the money, especially if Snell is part two and Snell's money's coming along. Cause you want to keep, I mean, we know Seattle's dealing with financial issues. There's a root sports thing going on. Um, they're they're taking over that. So they're in an interesting financial situation. Um, we've seen it play out this year or this offseason. So it'll be interesting to see what they do if this actually gets some legs and gets movement. And we see one of those. I mean, who, whichever one of them gets traded, it will rock the baseball world because it will be a blockbuster. You are going to have to send. This is what you got to send back to Seattle. You have to send a young, controllable electric bat in return. I mean, we're t- I mean, go through the teams that I looked at. I mean, you're talking about, you know, if Tampa wants to do the deal. Randy Rosarena is in that deal, right? Um, you, get, you go out and grab or, or look at that team's young, controllable, electric bat and that guy might have to be in the deal to get a to get something done especially the fact that pitching is elevated the the, the price of pitching is elevated this offseason which may kill the whole thing but fascinating to see this all play out i think it's unlikely that it does but i love to talk about it i love to speculate and 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 think about what how things could look once the dust settles after this kind of trade goes down yeah, um, when it comes to Snell and Castillo, in my opinion, personally, I'm I'm rolling with Castillo. Honestly, I think he has been more durable over the last few years. He's mm-hmm. been more consistent. Yeah, Snell has a Cy Young. I get that, but to me, Castillo has been more consistent. He's been a workhorse. He's also going to be much cheaper 
than Blake Snell. I feel like you're essentially, when it comes to the production, I feel like you're going to end up probably around the same thing. Right. right? And, but and you need the bat. Wise, it is it's, looking it, like that too. It's about the bat. Their lineup's not good enough right now. They, they have some nice pieces, but the lineup going up against Houston, going up against Texas in that division, they're just not good enough. They weren't good enough last year to make the playoffs. And they have traded pieces away. Now they've brought in, I mean, I like Mitch Garver. Um, Maybe bringing Mitch Hanniger back is a good thing. We'll see if he can kind of recapture some of that Seattle magic. But they need the bats. They know they need the bats. They just can't spend money on it. So that's the trouble. Well, I I feel like, I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah, Castillo could definitely go for sure. I feel like when it comes to Bryce Miller or Brian Wu, I feel like they would be a bit more desirable for teams out there because obviously the control costs less and it would cost um, less. And yeah, well, it depends, right? Because with Castillo, he's making the money. So right. that's going to, that's going to essentially decrease the cost because he's already getting yep. paid. If they yep. ate some of the contract, sure. Yep. But if mm-hmm. they signed Snell, I don't know if they do that. So that's where like a team like the Cardinals who are trying to get more stuff, right? They're trying to get some more nastiness there. Yep. You know, could you maybe dangle a Brendan Donovan? All right, something like that, right? I don't think he gets the job done. I think you got to go Nolan Gorman. Yeah, maybe that too, right? Mm-hmm. But they are looking for a high contact bat, and that's according to the reports. Brendan Donovan right. is a high contact bat. He is. So maybe, you know, I've mentioned Polanco. Maybe you could do something there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Twins did they just get, lose Sonny Gray. They so. could get Polanco done for Wu, like, and then not have to worry about signing Snell. I don't know what the Poto's thinking. Seriously, the Twins need. He's pitching. always thinking it, something. He's always thinking stuff, but I don't know if he's thinking the right stuff. Literally, like pick up the phone, Brian Wu, Jorge Polanco, do the deal. You you yeah. you you could use Polanco. Brian Wu is at the back of your rotation. If you do that deal, you don't have to go out and sign Blake Snell. Yeah. You keep or, your rotation intact. Yeah. I, I I don't know what the, I don't know what he's doing. Or Luis Arise, right? I mean. I know the Marlins are looking for mm-hmm. they're also looking to add bats, right? Yep. So that's the trouble there. Is that really I'm not sure? I don't know. Like I think that's a tricky one. I feel like it Luis Arise probably just stays with the Marlins. It's fun to talk probably. about trades. Yeah. Um, I think the Blue Jays would be great, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's really interesting. And let's be real here. I I I will say this. I expect a Depoto trade. Uh, I he's he's made a ton of them. The guy loves yep. to trade, right? Yep. He's made he's made some good ones. He's definitely made some bad ones too. Mm-hmm. But the guy loves to deal, man. And he does. If he, I don't know, like if I, if it's me, I'm putting on my big boy pants. I'm throwing the money at Snell. I'm getting that guy because, mm-hmm. dude, the Mariners, man, they are. If they make the, I I will say this: if they made the playoffs last year, I think they could have gone on a run. I really do. Sure. I feel like there's right there. Yes. It's like, oh my goodness. Get it done, man. The pitching. The the pitching could have carried them. No, no doubt about it. They they could you have bet. certainly gone on a run. Yeah. Um, and it was Ryan Divish. Evan uh chiming in. Uh, Ryan Divish was our uh Seattle beat writer that mentioned Luis Castillo about a month ago. So yeah. look, I mean, any of this happening is anybody's guess. And with the asking price for pitching. It is probably definitely leaning closer to the unlikely, 
But how many unlikely things have we seen happen this offseason? So you cannot uh, officially rule it out. I do want to let all of the replay viewers know. Replay viewers, this is where we are going to leave you. Make sure to go. The link is down below. Find the rest of this conversation on the podcast. Those of you that are live, you're good. But those watching the replay, make sure to go down, click the link, subscribe to the pod so you can get the entire conversation. Let's continue this thing. Let's talk about another deal that has happened, and that is Reese Hoskins to the Milwaukee Brewers. So similarly to how this Blake Snell news and Mariners news kind of has far-reaching impacts across the Major League Baseball landscape because if those three pitchers are available in a trade, here they come. Uh, you, you, you can't hold the teams back to get to the phone quick enough to make a trade offer. The Reese Hoskins signing by the Milwaukee Brewers indicates that, guys, Milwaukee's going for it. So if you had your hopes on Corbin Burns, Willie Adamas, Christian Yelich, Devin Williams, any of those names to be available at all this season, even at the trade deadline in July, I think you're out of luck because this team will be good enough to still be in it in July. Whether they win the Central over the Reds, the Cubs, the, 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 uh, maybe a bounce-back Cardinals team, that's, not, that's, that's irrelevant to this discussion. This discussion is, could you trade for one of those players in their walk year, Burns or Adamas, or anyone else that has been rumored for months and years? Probably unlikely. Peralta, probably unlikely with the Brewers still, well, now this Hoskins signing, signaling that they're going to compete. I really like, aside from that, I think this is great. Brewers fans, if you had any worry about the season, I think you should feel a little bit more confident and comfortable. And I just like the deal in general. What this does, how this shapes up the Milwaukee Brewers lineup, I think it completes it. And they're going to be, I mean, they needed pop. They got some pop with Reese Hoskins. Do you like the deal as much as I do? Well, I love the deal because I predicted it in my free agent predictions. I got a prediction right, Jim. I did it. There you go. I needed it. Needed it. I've done. I've done. I've hit a few. Mm-hmm. I've hit a few. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling good. And then it all came just crashing down when Jock Peterson did not go to the Blue Jays. So what can you do? Uh, yep. No, uh, I love it. The Brewers needed some power. They really lacked the power last year. They need that bat in the middle of the order. They need protection in mm-hmm. there. So I think he's going to add that. Sure. Yeah, he missed the whole year, but that's Reese Hoskins, man. He's going to be good. He's always a guy that hits for power. He's going to give you the 25, 30 home runs. I think it's perfect, right? I'm yeah. glad they spent the money. That's another thing. It's like, we talk right. about the Diamondbacks. I'm happy that they're having the off season that they're having. They're not sitting on their hands after making it to the world series. They're going and they're gung ho. Right. Yep. But I like the Brewers are not, you know, after losing, you know, council and whatever, I like that. They're, they're still going forward, you know, and they're not trading burns and and that they're always a team that likes to compete. They're always yeah. a team that wants to be there. And at this point, I think it's a good Brewers team. And I think Burns is going to end up yes. staying there for the whole year. Honestly. You know, Me too. I, I, so, yeah. Do, do you think I, I've looked at this rotation? I, I know that Ashby is looming, uh, make, you know, could, could maybe have uh, an impact to this rotation. I, I still feel like this, this rotation needs to add somebody. What what Brandon Woodruff brought to the table, they have not replaced. And now they enter a season knowing that there is no Brandon Woodruff. I know he did not pitch a lot last year, but he did pitch. And when he did, he was good for them. 
and years past, you've been able to count on him. I feel like they need to go out and get another arm. I'm again, whether it is via the trade market, whether it is a uh, a savvy free agent signing, Hyunjin Ryu is still available. Hyunjin yeah. Ryu at the back of that rotation, I think would be fantastic. So yeah. do you see, I mean, do, do you see Milwaukee's, uh, the need there for the rotation similarly? Yeah, I, I think you could add someone, one of these lower tier guys. I think Lorenzen would be a good pickup too, right? Guy that can, you know, be at the back end of the rotation, bullpen, yeah. whatever. You know, Clevenger's out there. Yeah, off the field issues. You know, but I feel like Milwaukee's a pretty quiet place overall. I feel like mm-hmm. wouldn't have much of that attention, I would say. Maybe someone like a Domingo Herman. You know, he's had his issues off the field too. Right? You know, like there are options right. out there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up picking up one of these guys. And like you said, Hing Jim Ryu. I think that'd be cool. You know, why not? Yeah. It's a good. Uh, it's gonna. The, the NL Central is going to be very interesting. I think it's gonna be fun. Fun, right? fun division. First time in 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 several years where we're gonna really look at the Central and be like, there's four teams here, four mm-hmm. out of the five, and even Pittsburgh's going to. Uh, you know, I they're gonna the Pirates be Pirates. Should be pretty. They're fun. gonna be more competitive, and yeah. you're gonna. But you got the Reds going for the division. You've got the Cardinals looking for a bounce back. The Brewers trying to defend the division. The the Cubs. Uh, have more moves to make this. The central is really going to have a lot of juice to it this year. Um, And it's going to be exciting to see what they do. Speaking of juice and lack of juice, I want to talk about the hall of fame for uh, a minute because we got our results and we could talk about the results, but I kind of want to, before we talk about the results and who got in and who didn't, and then we won't spend a ton of time on this because I don't think anybody cares. And (laughs) That's where I want to go with this. Um, the damn thing seems like a dud. Has why is that? Why do is it because it's too divisive? Everybody argues about who gets in, who doesn't get in. Oh, I'm exhausted. I can't talk about it anymore. I can't fight about Billy Wagner and Andrew. Call me when Andrew Jones gets in. Are we at a point where just the voting people are turned off? Because I say this, it's going to be a problem. Because, guys, everybody that's that's watching uh, on YouTube right now, listening on the podcast, go search Hall of Fame content on YouTube and see how much it doesn't hit. And that's an indication. Now, you'll see it on MLB Network. You'll hear it on your local radio station. You'll hear that because that's that's like forced like they that's part of the programming. They are they have to fill a lot more time than we do here on on YouTube and on any other social media. But I feel like there's some problem. There's a there's a, a bigger concern here, and I don't know if it's the voting, if it's the fact that the steroids guys have been left out, if it's the fact that there are clearly Hall of Famers that just have to wait, and this new generation that's coming up as baseball fans is kind of over that whole process. But the damn thing seems like a dud. What do you think? I, I think, you know, because all these players that are on the ballot, these are players that, that I grew up with. Right. So I'm, yeah, I'm at that stage where it's crazy to see these guys coming up on the ballot. Like Manny's been on it for a while now, but like I, I grew up with Manny. Right. right. Um, even like Adrian Beltre, right. You know, congrats mm-hmm. to him. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it felt like yesterday mm-hmm. that he was on the Red Sox in 2010. 
right? What a fun season that was. I, I wish right. they had made the playoffs that year because he was that fun. Um, it's crazy seeing all these guys, but I I know how good these guys were because as much as I watch baseball now, this was during when these guys are playing, this was during a time where I'm in high school and I'm coming home and, you know, like I'm a nerd in my room and I have the MLB package on like dish network or whatever it was at the time we had the satellite dish outside and I'm, and I have the package and I can watch all the games and I was obsessed, right? This Mm -hmm. was my after school hobby, right? Like, I watched all of these players and I know how good these players were. They were so good, right? Yeah. I mean, like Carlos Beltran, like that 2004 postseason, which is, it's so, I will always remember that postseason. It was amazing. But seeing what he did in that postseason, seeing what he did after that, right? Billy Wagner all this year, Joe Maurer, like yeah. it's, I mean, thank God for him. He got in, um, you know, but like, but like A-Rod, Manny, like Bobby Abreu, you can make an argument for. It's like I, I watched firsthand how good these guys were. But you got, I'm sorry, Jim. Uh, uh, these writers, they need to get out. Like yeah. they're they're terrible. They don't right. know they, it, because they all have their own agendas, and that's the only thing. And they have just these opinions. They don't know what they're talking about, in my opinion. And they're they're just ruining it for people. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's not. And and when I see a ballot, and they only voted for, I'm trying. There was one ballot out there. I think he voted for like, I think Adrian Beltre, and that was it. Yeah, and there I'm are like, guys that treat it like I'm only voting for one guy. It's like they want to do it to make a statement, right? And it's like so. It's like get out of here. It, yeah. it, it needs to stop. It won't, yeah. unfortunately, but it does need to stop. And right. I've been on this record for three years now. Stop the writers voting. They shouldn't be allowed to vote, right? Because they weren't, they're not even involved in the game. A lot of them didn't even play baseball growing up, right? So that's one thing. They don't even know the game. They don't understand the game. Get these former players, Hall of Famers, current players voting. Mm-hmm. These are the guys that understand the game, right? Yeah. I don't mind if maybe there's like, if you did like a balance, right? Players, maybe writers too, sure. To me, I think the guys that should vote for the hall of fame should be their own, right? Yeah. The guys that went through all the, the trials and tribulations growing up since they were a kid, they understood the game, but then you got, you know, yeah. Leroy Jenkins over here who didn't even, it didn't never even picked up a bat. Right. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, you know, I could rant about it all day. No. I just think it's a travesty. Yeah. What some of these guys, like, like, come on, Billy Wagner was a shutdown guy, man. How does he have 73.8%? Gary Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Gary freaking Sheffield. Yeah. That guy was a monster. Why is he not in? I'm sorry. Alex Rodriguez is one of the greatest players of all time. I don't care what he said, what he did, whatever. Dude's one of the best players to ever play the game. Manny, I could go on for days. One of the best hitters I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Why is he not in? Right. I understand. He. You know, yeah, PEDs, whatever. Well, PEDs are part of the game. You know, they, they were part of it, a part of the history. Put an asterisk next to their name, but they should be in. Carlos Delgado should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Carlos Delgado did not survive his first appearance on the ballot. He was done. <laughs> so we are, we we have what, what, uh, and, and I look back at that 2005 ballot. There were 
I want to say four players elected to the Hall of Fame out of that group. And then down the line, players that were not elected that year, there were like 10 more that eventually got in. So because of the garbage that you're talking about, like only voting for one guy or two guys, what happens is it creates a log jam. And then you get to a point where those types of guys are there's there's too many people to vote for and they're not voting for them. So it's messing with the it's skewing the numbers. I believe that what you're saying is is on where we need to get if you're in the Hall of Fame, if you played. I do believe that some writers could be included. Here's what I think they should do. I think every year should be a new committee. And I think it should change. I think you should not be guaranteed to be back in the Hall of Fame uh, room voting every single year. I think how you are using your vote, if you are playing a game where you only let one person, you vote for one person, you're out. You're wasting your vote. It would be better if Cal Ripken Jr. had your vote. So I think that if we if we found a balance where we had a committee and it doesn't need to be 500 people, it could be 50 people. And it's a mix of writers, players, Hall of Famers, managers, maybe even I don't know if we would go active any anybody that's active, but th- to the point where we are mixing in and we get players involved because I think that's part of it. I think people are just over it. And it's yeah. uh you know, it, it it's it's the it's the process. Uh, it's the steroids. It is. I, I, I actually, I think it's the process more than anything. You, you just, you, you, you just disappointment year after year, and guys are not there that should be. And because of that, why do I care about? I, I, I'll care about. I'll care about who gets in, right? Like that's it. I'll listen to see who gets in. All right, they got in. Great. And then I kind of move on. But I'm not consuming content leading up to it. Foolish Baseball didn't even do – Foolish Baseball did nothing about the Hall of Fame. And that's baseball. Did a video about how it's a a, a hypocrisy, the Hall of Fame. And that was two weeks before the Hall of Fame vote. Like, content creators are not in on this thing. And – you kind of need them to be to help grow. It's yeah. The, 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 and, and remember the history of, of the game. Yeah. Like the other night I was, I was about to go live and then my computer started having issues and I had to, I was going to restart the stream and I'm like, is this even worth it? Cause there were like 30 people waiting in the stream. And I'm like, am I, am I even going to have a hundred people tonight? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's crazy. And yeah. I, I really, and I think you're onto something there that really says a lot that I think people have just checked out from it because it's, you're getting too many biases put into it, right? You're getting too many, you're getting emotions put into it. it instead of just looking at the cold, hard facts that these are good players. Like the mm-hmm. one I can't stand reading this one, Jim, it's when yeah. someone says he didn't feel like a hall of famer. What the heck does that even mean? Like, right. He didn't feel like one. Well, that's your opinion, right? Everyone's opinions right. are fine, right? But like, what does that even mean? What is what what feels like a Hall of Famer? Um, I do need to correct myself. We did get a super chat. You are correct, Zach. So there was so foolish. So not on foolish baseball, but Bailey on foolish baseball did a Hall of Fame ballot breakdown a month ago. I'm talking about around the moment 
the Hall of Fame, the the when when we get the results, when we're talking about the players, when we're in the moment of the Hall of Fame voting, we're not seeing anything. A month ago, two months ago, mm. there's just the moment of the vote has there's just doesn't feel like there's juice to it. Um, but that's that's me. That's where I live. I mean, again, you're seeing it. I, I see it. You know, I don't know what it is. Um, but that is what that's 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 the deal right now. Um, but to congratulations to Beltron. Oh yeah, Maurer yeah. and Helton. Yeah. So absolutely. All right. Um, I think that's gonna do it for this one. Uh, I do appreciate everybody coming in. Those watching live, make sure to hit that like if you have not yet to help. Uh, to help support our live stream tonight. And if you enjoyed your time here, make sure to do that. If you are listening on the podcast, appreciate you coming in and lending us your ears. Uh, make sure to spread the word. Tell your friends about the Barreled Up podcast and make sure you have the automatic downloads turned on. So no matter what situation you're in, internet signal or no internet signal, you don't have to worry about getting the content. It's already there. Make sure you have the automatic downloads turned on. Robbie? Any uh, parting words of wisdom for our listeners and our YouTube viewers? I would say uh, if we were to look for another move, right? We had Robertson come off the board. We didn't really, I don't think we touched on it. My potato brain is going blank, but look yeah. out for Kenley Jansen, right? I think this is a move that could happen mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, you got Classe out there, but he's going to be very expensive, right? Tanner Scott, he's out there. Um but Jansen is a guy that's been on the trade block and there have been some rumblings. And, uh, you know, I mm-hmm. saw in the chat, um, I want to acknowledge, uh, where are you? Uh, JT Royals, Royals interested in trading for a closer. Um, that very well could end up being Kenley Jansen, right? They've been making yep. moves and yep. Hey, a veteran guy in a one-year deal that that could be something. Um, I wonder if maybe the Royals could end up, you know, and the Red Sox, who knows? Maybe they can come together and make something happen. The Red mm-hmm. Sox are also looking for pitching. Maybe you could even get like a third team involved. I think that could get interesting. I would say look out for Kenley Jansen for this weekend. Maybe something had, could happen there. I did a one more for every team uh, live stream on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And in that live stream, I talked about Hoskins for the Brewers. I also talked about talked about Kenley Jansen for the Royals. If Boston will eat a little bit of that money, I think Kansas City pulls the trigger, no problem. Yeah, it never dawned on me. Like I, you know, I, I just, I think it's, I think it's a recency bias thing, and, and I'm, and just forgetting about what the Royals have done this offseason. Yeah. It never dawned on me because I, because I'm, I knew they had added pieces for the bullpen. Yeah, but it didn't. Re- I didn't realize that the bullpen still doesn't look great projection wise, and I'm like, right. oh. Yeah, you know what? That makes sense, right? It could so, that. Yep. Yeah, I think it's, I think that'd be a great move for them. Yep. Right? No doubt. All right, everybody. Thank you for coming in again. Those on YouTube, make sure to hit that like on the way out. We appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. Those on the podcast, thank you for lending us your ears. Thank you for lending us your time. Make sure to, if you haven't yet, subscribe and help us grow this thing. Automatic downloads, rate and review. We appreciate you guys coming in. Robbie, have a good night. Everybody on YouTube, have a good night. Everybody out there. You might hear this in the morning. Have a good day. All right, everybody. We're out of here. We'll catch you next time.